that is a really like sort of two-sided thing really because Mm -hmm. yes on one hand it's much nicer to meet like-minded people and through the podcast and um you know facebook groups and stuff i managed to make friends on the internet and you know it's been really great to meet more people of a like mind but of course the other hand of it and i know you've spoken a lot about this on the podcast with other people is the other hand of it is there is that sort of toxic fandom that you that you come across and it's hard to ignore it sometimes everyone to another episode of Conversation, your favorite fandom conversation show. I'm your host, Brandon T. McClure, your guide on this journey through your favorite podcaster's fandoms. Sorry for the delay. I recently started a new job and it took a lot more out of me than I thought it would. So this is coming out a week late, I'm afraid. But the next episode will be in, in two weeks. So I'm going to try to keep that two-week schedule going as we get into the uh, Halloween season. But as always... I'm going to get into a few things before the interview, but it is time-coded. If you want to just jump to it, uh, I won't blame you. First, let me just say thank you once again to Travis Bow of the Real Comic Heroes podcast. Really enjoyed that talk, and hopefully I'll get a chance to talk with him again on his own podcast. We've had discussions about it, but haven't had a chance to nail down a time. But it's going to happen soon, and I'm excited about it because I really enjoyed that conversation, and I hope you guys did too. Before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to remind everyone to rate this show on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on Twitter. The link is, of course, in the description. You can also follow us at Fake Nerd Podcast on Instagram, where we upload updates for all the shows that we do here on this network. And if you'd like to reach me at this show for really anything, please reach out to me through my socials or email at conversation at gmail.com, which is also linked below. Okay, so, Mark Reed is the host of the Creative Psychopaths podcast, a show about horror movies where he and his co-hosts review all kinds of different horror movies. Uh, He and I talked about his show and his journey to getting where he is in fandom. We discussed a lot of his time as a, uh, quote, toxic wrestling fan, end quote, as he puts it. Um, I'm going to call him out a little bit and say that uh, he messaged me couple weeks ago uh, to tell me that this wasn't good to just not release it but I really don't think that's necessary because we got into some really cool topics and it was a good discussion and I really enjoyed doing it and I and I mean this sincerely Mark if you're listening to this I know you're listening to this that um, I was really happy with how this episode turned out and uh, I hope you enjoy it too don't let that self-talk get too negative I do that too I do that too I don't know if anyone has noticed this, but I'll sometimes stumble onto a topic that I've never discussed before, and after the interviews I feel like exploring in a bit more detail, so of course that happens here. I stumbled onto this idea that having a wealth of knowledge is important to be in fandom spaces, so for example, if you know more about a topic, then you belong there more than others. So that's probably going to be something I'll try to approach again in the next season, because we don't really get into it a whole lot here. Because it wasn't really, it didn't really matter, and I had just, I had just approached the question. So look for it in the next season. I'm very curious to explore that topic a bit more. We got into a lot of cool discussions, though. There's not really a whole lot for me to 
kind of prepare you for the episode. A couple of Star Wars talks, Harry Potter talks, nothing too, nothing too, uh, I, nothing that I feel like needs to be a trigger warning or something like that. Um, but he's a guy who really likes to take his time with his answers. Um, there's even a moment where he asks me if I edit it because he, he had felt that he was going to stumble into something. Um, but I don't think he did personally. Um, and all, and Mark, if you're listening to this and you feel like I should edit it out, I will and put up a new episode, but I don't think that it's necessary. It's a really important thing to discuss and I'll let the audience know that what it is, is a discussion on gender identity, um, as older gentlemen that he and I are, frankly, um, we sometimes have a harder time understanding the different nuances of gender identity in the 21st century. But when we get into it, that keeping our hearts open to the possibility to un- of understanding it is important. And I didn't want to take that discussion out because I think it's really necessary for, for people to hear that it doesn't matter if you don't understand it as long as you are willing to try and open your heart and understand that it is important to people then i then i think that's that's the important bit not 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 closing yourself off to the fact that it's like so many people so many bigots do you see what i say we ended up going into some really interesting discussions like that uh really interesting discussion discussion areas that i didn't think either of us expected it was a fun it was a fun conversation to navigate and go through but that's really everything I need to say before we get into this. Uh, in fact, I've probably said too much, so you've probably skipped to the time codes at this point. But if you hadn't, I will once again say I had a really great time talking to Mark. It was a great chance chance to. Uh, and I'll see you guys at the end of the episode where I'll plug my stuff. But without further ado, here is Mark Reed of the Creative Psychopaths podcast. Okay, I'm here with Mark Reed of the Creative Psychopaths podcast. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling ready and raring to go. Excellent. Um, uh, thank you once again for being th- for being on the show. I know I've thanked you beforehand, but I'll just thank you on air. Um, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and your podcast? Okay. Yeah. Well, my, my name's Mark, and obviously I'm an English person. That's it's really um, useful information for people out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my podcast is called Creative Psychopaths, and it's a horror movie podcast. Um, a podcast that I originally started on my own because I was looking for a hobby, mm-hmm. um, and I never I never had a hobby, and I struggle talking to people sometimes. So I thought if I have a thing where I know what I'm going to be talking about, and it'll give me something to do, um, that's that's where it started from there and it's evolved over time i've gotten a co-host now um matthew and um we've changed it and done bits here and there to to point now where i'm really proud of what we're sending out and i just love talking to people about horror movies um it, just in general that's, that's sort of has been my favorite fandom for quite a long time now Right, so you'd say that horror is your fandom, your like primary fandom. It it is now. I've been through a lot of fandoms in in my time. Like, um, I used to be a big wrestling guy. I still watch wrestling from time to time, but I'm not into it as much as I as I used to be. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, comics and Harry Potter and <laughs> Star Wars and stuff like that. But um, 
a lot of those fandoms can be very, very toxic. Um, so I sort of eventually gave up to, up on them. I used to be a bit of a toxic wrestling fan myself, actually, when oh, in, really? in, my, in my younger days. Yeah, yeah. So horror. Let's stick with horror for now. Okay. I'll probably I'll probably talk about a little <laughs> bit more about about your other fandoms a little later. But let's stick with horror for right now. So you know, before. Um, uh, you know what? Let's maybe maybe this actually would be better as an all-encompassing thing. Uh, so let's let's um, just start with my first question, which is: mm-hmm. um, when you were a kid, what kind of fandoms were you like really into, and how did you uh, participate in those spaces, uh, if at all? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a child of the '80s, so um, you know, I was into all the '80s cartoons and things, mm-hmm. so He-Man and. I don't know why only He-Man is in my in my head. He-Man, Thundercats, all that sort of thing. Um, and obviously, when you're a kid, you can talk to your friends about that sort of stuff. Um, and I liked wrestling when I was younger as well, when it was Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. But back then, um, I mean, we still have a, we still have Sky Television. But back then, if you had Sky Television, that was the only place you could watch wrestling, and like very very few people had it. It was like the equivalent of. I guess cable for you guys, but obviously like way back in the day, you know, not yeah. a lot of people had it. And um, so you sort of, you, you gravitate to like-minded people. So probably maybe one person who, who I could uh, speak to about it. But I remember being particularly obsessed with Christopher Reeve's Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I watched Superman too. You know, we had it recorded off the television and I probably watched it until I wore it out. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, that was one of my favorite things, but the problem with s- stuff back in those days is, um, you know, we didn't have so much access to everything like we do, we did now. So unless you found someone who was like-minded, you were sort of, oh, well, <laughs> sure. and you know, you couldn't find more information, you know, like now when you watch a thing, you can go, oh, I'm interested in that. And then you can go on YouTube and watch a documentary or something like that and get more information whereas in my day you sort of you maybe asked your dad and if he didn't know if he didn't know you sort of just gave up on your questioning (laughs) sure do you do you prefer now how it is now with kind of that that big access to everything you know we're you know fandom spaces aren't necessarily your friends in the backyard anymore it's it's the entire internet do you prefer now or then it's, it's that is a really like sort of two sided thing, really, because mm-hmm. yes, on one hand, it's much nicer to meet like minded people, and through the podcast and um, you know Facebook groups and stuff, I've managed to make friends on the internet, and you know it's been really great to meet more people of a like mind. But of course, the other hand of it, and I know you've spoken a lot about this on the podcast with other people, is the other hand of it is there is that sort of toxic fandom that you that you come across, and it's hard to ignore it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really it's really tricky to ignore it because um, I don't know if somebody says something, you, you sort of want to get involved, but I've sort of I guess learn over time that if somebody's got an opinion that you don't agree with or they're being purposely, I guess trolling is the word, then it's really not worth engaging in that conversation with somebody because they're either doing it to get something out of you or they're not going to change their mind anyway. Um, Which, 
I've had to grow and change over over the years as well because I think I used to be a bit like that, a bit pig-headed about my opinions. But over the years, I've 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 changed my mind about a lot of different things because I've been more open to getting information about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just in fandoms. It's you know the world has changed around me in general, and you've got to move with the times. I don't want to be a one of these. I don't want people to be to calling me a boomer. I'm not a boomer. I'm Gen X, but <laughs> it, so it's it's kind of the, the adaptation. Um, you were able to adapt with the times, and and you 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 left yourself open to adapt adaptation. I think you I think you have to be. I think if yeah. you if you're someone who's a fan of something, then you've got to do that anyway, because that's where you get your information. Um, sure. You know, you've got to be, but I think. You've got to be, I think, open to leaving stuff alone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Funko Pops, for example, I used to be big into that, and I had to leave that alone because it was it was messing with my mental health. Um, How? Well, because I got I, I got into collecting them. Yeah. And um, the, the thing, number one, it. it it was, I was getting a bit obsessed about having entire collections. Yeah. Um, and of course they bring out more and more things, but it started, the, the flippers started to get worse and worse and worse to the point where, you know, I, I don't know if you do collect Funko Pops or whatever, but they quite often have a chase pop. Mm-hmm. Um, but they took it because they were starting to go up in value all the time. The, the chase hunt just completely like it lost any excitement because either the people in the stores were just keeping them to one side or, or, you know, people were buying them and then trying to sell them on for five times the value. Um, and it was, it was getting frustrating to me that, um, that this, this hobby that I'd, it's not even a hobby that this thing that I'd got into, like I was getting more and more, and it was just building up around me mm-hmm. and I couldn't get the whole collections because I didn't really have that much money. And I just started, uh, and then I, I, it, it was really, it was really starting to mess with me because, um, and more specifically because of the flippers, because it was annoying me that there's this, for me, it's just a nice thing to collect or it was, but then there's all these people trying to make money. And I know that's everywhere you go. It's a buyer's market, isn't it? Yeah, but um, yeah, I had to. I had to totally get out of it. I can't. I look at them in the, if I'm in the shop, but I think I'm. I can't get into that anymore. It's so interesting. I collect Funko Pops as well, and I. I think I had a similar moment uh, to you because it. It. It can get really frustrating when you. When you. When you. When you are a collector, and I'm a collector of many things. You should see yeah. my DVD collection. Um, <laughs> the um, and Funko Pops like are really fascinating to me because they. I think they're really good collectibles because they come out with so many and you can represent so many different fandoms through your Funko Pops. But if you get really into it and you're looking for those chases and you're looking for those exclusives and you're looking for those convention exclusives, it can get, it can get maddening. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 yeah. Like I say, I, it was, it was making my, I, I mean, I, I, I fight with my mental health anyway, but it was making it 10 times worse. So, yeah. uh, but at least I recognized it and, and gave up on it. Um. <laughs> um, okay. I've written a lot of notes already, which is really nice. So you, so, 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 so fandom for you, 
um, was kind of just like playing with your friends, being in this in the backyard, uh, kind of setting not necessarily backyard, but like kind of um, the fandom well, yeah. spaces. We used to wrestle each other in the backyard. So. Oh, really? I think mean, you're right because you're a wrestle. You were a wrestling fan. That makes sense. You, you would. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I do want to talk about wrestling in a minute, um, but I do. But I also want to talk about like um, fandom. We touched on a little bit of how fandom has evolved, um, and ad- with adaptation, and, you know, the kind of like leaving yourself open to adaptation. Um, nowadays we live in this world of never-ending franchises where because you mentioned he-man and thundercats they don't there are no current there's a new he-man show i just realized but it's a the kevin smith one on netflix mm-hmm. um but like there's no current thundercat show it's not like robocop is still going on it's not like yeah right yeah it's not like all these things are are continuously going but there are plenty there's still more star wars content there's still more comic books there's still more marvel content um and they because they have this never-ending franchise they adapt with the times they have to adapt to continuously bring in new people and it can be difficult for older fans such as you or even i um Mm -hmm. to to realize that like oh right if i don't adapt they will leave me behind right yeah yeah um it's it, it, it it's interesting actually because um Obviously, being the age I am, I've got friends at the age I am. And when the newest set of Star Wars films came out, um, you know, obviously, I'm sure you know this, The Last Jedi got a lot of... Um, oh, it, was, it was very controversial yeah. as, as films go. Um, and I, personally, I enjoyed it. Um, but by that time, I think I had evolved and changed... Like uh, we like we were talking about, um, because I just watched it and enjoyed it, and I thought, you know, to a to a degree, this film's not for me. This film is for a new set of Star Wars fans, Um, and I had the best time in the pub with a friend because he was so angry about it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like because um, well, one of the episodes I listened to, I think. might have been Michael who was saying it, but people get, you know, like it's like a, a personal attack on them, you know, like you've done this to me, and it's, it just isn't the case, yeah. you know. And of course, my my friend is sitting in the pub and he's going, "Well, Princess Leia, she's in the middle of space and she uses the Force to get." And he goes, "He goes, that's not how the Force works." And I, I, I just had such a good time going, "Well, it's in the movie, so that that is how the Force works." No, like for real though. Like, it's, <laughs> it, I mean, it goes back to when Ben Kenobi showed up as a ghost in Empire Strikes Back. We, <laughs> the only thing we knew about the Force at that point was that you can bring it, you can like lift stuff. <laughs> lift stuff. Yeah. Now there are ghosts, so like, why why not make it so that she can fly through space? It, it didn't matter to me because I, was, but that that the, the argument is like I say, no, because you like well, it's 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 there in the film. Don't worry, that's what the force can do. Yeah, it, um, the last year that comes up quite a bit on this show because of um because I think Star Wars is such a prominent fandom in there and um. You know, you talked a little bit about how it's not—it's not easy to ignore the toxic side of fandom, oftentimes because so much of them are so loud. Mm-hmm. You know, they—they're constantly fighting uh, to be heard, um, and and oftentimes, like you know, 
I, I, I say that the, the Last Jedi has, has come up on this podcast a lot, and I do really like that movie. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. I like talking about it quite a bit. Um, and But it's like, also, I don't talk about it in my day-to-day life, but the way these people, this kind of like toxic element of fandom talks about it is that it's still, they're still continuously watching it seven years later almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do... I do understand it to a degree, especially people who are my age and saw it, you mm. know, for the first time. Uh, well, no, because I think it wasn't even born when the first one came out. But but those people who, you know, they went out to the cinema and, and it was, this was something so new, yeah. you know, and it did capture the imaginations of people and it it, it, it does have a, it did have a magic to it. So I can, I can understand why, when people, older people, go to the cinema and and watch something that's you know so much, it's got so much for them, and so much like nostalgia for them, I can understand why it hurts. Yeah, I mean, I I get it too. Like you know, it's it, to me, Star Wars has always been a passive fandom, not an active fandom for me. So like yeah, when the Last yeah. Jedi came out, I was like enamored with it. I was like, this is to me what I've always wanted to see from Star Wars and. Um, but I firmly acknowledge that I'm, again, a pass. I used to be a passive Star Wars fan, and then uh, I've yeah. become more active over the years. But still, yeah, it's. Um, I suppose that's the thing with fandoms, though, is you do sort of float through different ones you're passionate about at mm-hmm. at different times. You know, horror's not new to me. Getting onto horror, horror's not new to me. Um, but I, I did come into it possibly l- later than you might expect. I, I, I didn't really watch my first proper horror film until I was 16, uh, which is not necessarily true because I watched the first Poltergeist when I was too young to watch it. My sister made me watch it. And um, so it had a big effect on me, but I didn't go back in until Scream, which was like 96. Yeah. Um, and even then it didn't become... It didn't become a massive, massive fandom until, um, I don't, I, I want to say within the last 10 years, it's probably quite, it's probably less than that. Um, and part of the reason is, is because I'm, I've never been in a toxic horror fan group. I've never come across toxic horror fans. Yeah. Uh, like, the only thing that people often argue about is, um, well, A, there's a lot of people who think that everything that was made in the 80s was good and everything that is made now is is not good. Um, but it, it's, it, it feels like there's a lot less of, oh, you can't like that because of this. It's, it's just like, oh, well, this is what I like. And if you like that stuff, fine, but I'm going to stick with Freddy, sure. um, <laughs> which, is, which is fine. Um, you know, there's a lot of movies now that come out that are like divisive, like, Hereditary, for example, which a lot of people agree is probably the best horror movie to be made in recent times, but other people find it to be incredibly dull. And because, sure. you know, not a lot happens, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're not in the frame of mind to get the tension of that movie, then it, it wouldn't it wouldn't like it. But again, when I see people have those conversations, it just is either oh, it wasn't for me or, you know, so. I, I don't know why it is that... Well, I have a theory why it is, and I think it's because horror covers a lot of subgenres. You know, 
it's psychological, it's found footage, it's slashes, you know, it's all over the place. And there's obviously, there's a lot more subgenres than that. So I think there's less like focus points. So not everybody, not everybody can get annoyed about the same things because we're all vaguely watching something different. Mm-hmm. And so horror films can be silly that we don't, there's no worry about whether something's stupid or not. I just, the other day, watched a film called Rubber about a killer tire. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, which is far better than it should be. Much better movie than it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's dumb, you know, and I think there is that sort of, with horror, I think there is that sort of, oh, let's just watch it. Let's see what it's mm-hmm. like. You know, because it's it, it's fun to get involved in all these different things, and you know, there's often a lot of films made every every year that are, that are all horror films and that get skipped by or they don't get big releases and stuff like that. I completely understand what you're saying because I I'm kind of a recent convert to horror. It's only been really in the last maybe maybe decade that I've really kind of started like diving into horror. Um, but I, I believe I have infuriated my best friend by saying that I prefer Halloween Resurrection to Halloween H2O. Um, so if you haven't seen either of those films, H2O is the one that brought back Jamie Lee Curtis the first time. Yeah. Uh, and then Resurrection is the sequel, which kills Jamie Lee Curtis in the opening act. Um, I like that movie more than H2O because I find H2O to be rather dull, whereas I find Resurrection to be really funny um yeah and really and really stupid and that's kind of what i wanted from that movie to just be a stupid funny horror movie mm-hmm. and then on the other side of that i just recently saw megan at the time of this recording i just recently saw megan which is a horror comedy yeah. um and it was quite funny and it's still horror and i think you're absolutely correct that like horror is really appealing because of all the types of subgenres that you can get there's thriller there's comedy there's horror all three Evil Dead movies are different genres, but they're still all Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. And there was the recent one, which was an out-and-out horror film. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's, it, that seems to be winning the best best remake question on our show at the moment. In fact, so far, nobody said anything other than the new... the new, the. new. I think it was 2014 or 13, that Evil Dead, as being the best remake. Although, technically, it isn't. Technically, it is supposed to be a... A, a, um, a sequel like well i guess it's more like a sidequel but mm-hmm. um it is it's supposed to technically be within the same continuity um, did you see uh the fright night remake was that the one we call him feral no i haven't seen that one yet no i actually think that one's brilliant i think it's really good i've heard that i've heard um, you mentioned scream um, mm-hmm. Which is actually really, really, actually really interesting because uh, at the time of this recording, the Fickner podcast, which is our mothership show, is going through all the Scream films. Um, oh, right, okay. We're, we're we just did we just recorded the episode of Scream one and two, and we're going to do all of them up until Scream six, which is coming mm-hmm. out this year. Um, by the time this episode is out, those episodes are probably already done. But um, it's really interesting to me that you mentioned that because so as kind of like your horror, almost like your horror awakening, like that was kind of where you were like, oh, this is what I. I actually really enjoy this genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and, and again, on the podcast, we've noticed that that is um, an opener for a lot of people because mm-hmm. because it, it 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 that was the movie that breathed life back into back into horror movies, or at least back into slasher movies. Horror movies have never really gone away. Um, 
you know, because it was it was talking to the horror crowd as well, and it it comes out and it sets all the rules up, and it it <laughs> doesn't even mess with the rules. The first film, it just goes, these are the rules. This is what you're going to watch. Um, off you go, enjoy it. Um, yeah. And we just recently did it on. Uh, we just recently did the first one on creative psychopaths because we'd had our year anniversary and the first episode I did was Scream 2022. So I thought, you know, why not bring it back round? And the weird thing about that is that I, I, before we rewatched it, I was like, I think I don't like Scream anymore because it's too, you know, oh, let's talk about these films and these films and these films. But actually that first one's not like that at all. There's maybe Randy's like that, but the rest of the movie's, it's a good slasher film and it's got some really silly moments in it as well. Yeah. Um, that I totally forgot about, but yeah, for me, but I think for me, the reason that I liked it was actually not all the stuff was, I really loved the whodunit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, the, I've never really seen that, especially slasher movies. Slasher movies usually go, this is the guy, you know, if it's Jason, it goes, well, this is the, this is the guy, you know, you don't need to know his backstory because he doesn't speak and he just kills people anyway. Um, and Freddy Krueger, you know, oh, well, he was a burnt guy and well, actually Freddy Krueger's backstory is awful, really. And... <laughs> yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> um, it sort of gets, it sort of gets whitewashed a bit really. And it's like, Oh, well, let's not talk about the fact that he was a pedophile. Well, uh... <laughs> no, maybe, no, maybe we should. What about all his funny quips? Well, yeah, but still, what about that that other thing? Well, yeah. don't worry about it. Because um, <laughs> I think I had seen those movies before Scream, but I never really, I never really found it to be my genre. Um, whereas Scream made me go, I like, I like this, and I want more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I still find now my favorite thing about horror movies is if something's got a reputation i love the feeling of bravery to watch it um like if it's if it's oh this is going to be the scariest film that you've ever seen now i know it won't be Mm -hmm. but to me there's still an element of bravery to to watch it like um am i waffling no no not at all but just recently i watched a film called um Skinnamarink, have you heard it? Heard of it? I've heard I've heard this going around. I haven't yeah. I have I have not I don't know anything about it though. Yeah. And um it well again I sort of went in with a bit of bravery. I think that's what it was because I'd heard it was really scary. Mm-hmm. And um I've I've been on a bit of a film journey recently, which I'll 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 get back to after this. Um so yeah, I I, I watched it and it's completely different to any anything you've seen before. Um, and there are some good scary moments in it, um, but ultimately, I think a lot of the ju- jump scares were a bit um, sort of cheap. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, the jump scares are a bit cheap, but but you know, it's got that sort of tension building generally all the way through it. And um, but it's one of those movies where, um, for example, like Paranormal Activity, that you've got to sit on your own potentially with headphones and and just watch it in the in the dark and and just be one with it 
because there are films like especially that's the Skinner Inc. If you weren't if you weren't like paying close attention to it, there's no way you'd get into it at all because it's very 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 different. Um, you were talking. You, you said you wanted to go back to saying film. You were on a film journey, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, this sort of goes. This is going away from my um, horror, really. But uh, I set myself a resolution to watch a hundred films I haven't seen oh, um, wow. for the over the year. Yeah. Um, and a, another podcast I listened to talked 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 about the. Um, there's a, a thing called Sight and Sound, and I think it might be British anyway, but they talk about the BFI top 100, you know, movies of all time. And they talked yeah. about, you know, stuff like just movies that I've never seen. And I thought I need to open myself up to some of these, some of these, what you might call classic films. So, you know, in January, I went pretty deep and watched 55 films in January oh, wow. that, I, that I hadn't seen. But I, I, I had fun watching totally different things like it was a lot of horror included in there but you know i watched uh citizen kane for the first time and, and yeah the thing with citizen kane it was weird because i was sat watching it going this has all been done before and then i thought oh no actually you know this is the film that did it <laughs> <laughs> you know it suddenly gets more points because you go oh no actually no this is all like um this is all genre defining stuff it's it's like watching john carter and being like i think i've seen this in star wars oh wait <laughs> exactly yeah yeah but you know i've been going down the studio ghibli route watching some of those just all nice. kinds of things you know i've watched i watched 2001 a space odyssey which i've never watched before oh and... i don't like that movie yeah well i kind of agree with you i gave it uh... I... I will, I will, I will have my film, my film card taken away. But I find that movie to be a slog. I think it is a slog. I agree with you. I mean, ultimately, I think I gave it a four, four star, four out of five because even I can see that it looks fantastic. Oh yeah, it's and beautiful. the att- the attention to detail is just, you know, off the charts. But ultimately, you know, not a lot happens. Yeah, and it. it, it it, it leaves you at the end going, I don't know what that was about, you know, but I, so I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, but yeah, so I've been, I've been going through a lot of things and I think I've watched, I've watched quite a few already in February because I've just got on this mindset that I need to open, especially having done a podcast now that having, opening my mind up to, understanding more different things about films as 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 made us a better podcast i think me me just trying a bit harder to understand understand things better and um yeah i'm so i like to say i'm really pleased with the way the podcast has gone because well, why don't we why don't we talk about the podcast then uh okay. so what led you to your podcast well so i would well, like I said at the beginning, I was looking for a hobby, something to do. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I watch. I, I often watch a film and then try and find a podcast episode about it. Um, and a lot of times with the horror ones, I was I'd be listening back to people, and they'd either be, they'd be really dull or they miss vital parts of the plot of the plot. And you know, as you do, you think, well, I can do better than that. I can, I can, I can make things better than what other people can. And of course, um, I started it 
And I had this idea that I would interview people about their horror history. Then we'd talk about a movie of their choice and then we'd just do something at the end, which over time evolved into a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we started calling it a horror sandwich. Um, but uh, so I did this thing with the podcast. They asked people about the horror history. And then we talked about the film, but instead of really talking about the film, it was just me reeling off the entire plot of a film. Yeah. Which I did for quite a long time, but I knew it wasn't right. Um, and then I got my co-host, Matthew, who was a guest, and he was the one I really hit it off with like the most. Um, and the person who sort of wanted to do it. And but we carried along that format, but we were both going, there's no th- this this can't work. You know, we can't keep doing it like this because it is a drag. A, to write it all down because you start not enjoying the film as much because you're going, oh, I'm going to have to write all this plot out. Mm-hmm. Um, so n- when Halloween Ends came out, we we thought, oh, we'll do a bonus episode, but we won't do it that way. We'll just talk about what we liked about it, what we didn't like, you know, and at the end we'll review it like we normally do. And it was just, it just worked so much better. You know, it flowed mm-hmm. so much better. Um so that's what we do now. Um, I still get guests on. I still try and get a guest every week if I can, but it's not always not always easy to do mm. because it is a weekly podcast and I've managed to keep it up weekly, apart from we had a little break at Christmas. So, yeah, we have a lot of fun now. It's so much easier to edit. Um, it's just I enjoy I look forward to doing it every week and I look forward to people bringing films that I haven't seen or, you know, Sometimes I think you don't watch things with a critical eye. Sometimes you just watch films for the enjoyment of it, which I guess you probably should do. But it's nice right. to go. <laughs> it's nice to go through something and go, oh, you know, this is what I liked about it. This is what I didn't like about it. Did I not like this bit enough for me to say, you know, it, I didn't enjoy it? Or, well, we have a three tier system, so it's it's sort of literally it's either bad, middling, or good. Oh, sure. <laughs> Yeah, like um, uh, Weekly Planet, they do a they do the best movie ever, or worst movie ever, best movie ever, worst movie ever. See, and I it, was I was an idiot. My my podcast when we rank things, it's one through ten, and it's just like every all of us, all four of us have a different reason for the ranking system. It's not consistent. Doesn't make any sense. It's just like whatever. Yeah. No. To me. To me. Because so the Weekly Planet was um, probably. Well, that was the first podcast I ever listened to. Yeah. Um, so I've got a, I've got a, I've got a lot of um, a lot of love for that, but I've got a lot of love for the Facebook groups uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 the for, for it, and of course we've met through that. Yeah. Um, and I run the uh, horror horror great horror mates one or great mates horror sorry, um, so. You know, it, and that is probably the least toxic place on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I was actually so. Um, you mentioned a little bit about um, about about how you don't haven't really met a lot of toxic people in horror spaces, um, and so I'm curious: is, is if your um, your interest, your your horror being your focal fandom at this point? Um, is that is because of the of the amount of or lack thereof of toxic people 
is that what attracted you most to being like you know what this is where i want to spend most of my fandom time this is where this this is the space i want to spend when i'm being a fan i want to spend it in this space most of the time yeah i think it is yeah i think it is and i, I met a lot of interesting people through it and um you know it's it's made me like like nothing else want to get involved more in the sort of history of of horror movies and you know probably last year instead of what I'm doing this year probably last year I churned through loads of films that I had never horror films that I'd never seen before just so I could be you know more knowledgeable and 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 things like that and what I, what I love is um you know, I like being able to recommend things to other people and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of going back to your question, I, I think I think that probably is what put me onto that is that uh, I just found, I just, I just found myself um, enjoying the interactions with, with horror, with horror people um, so much more than, than, than anything else. Um because I do, I do kind of enjoy Harry Potter, but I can't, I can't do anything online with Harry Potter because, sure. because people are so awful. Yeah. Um, well, you you talked a bit about um, your your other fandoms being you know wrestling and comic books and Star Wars and you, you know especially when you when you talk about wrestling, I've not, I noticed that you kind of like I I, you know, I was more into these things, but. Uh, because of the toxic element of those, I'm wondering, it, uh, did it would deter you away from those spaces and push you towards something you're like, I just, I don't want to be around this toxic element at all. Yeah. I want to be here in this positive element. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's just part of getting older anyway. Yeah. You know, you become you become less protective, I think, of 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 things like that because... I don't want to say that they mean less to me, but you know, with having children and that sort of thing, you know, it just sort of become like, you know, I've got small people to shout at all day. I don't need to shout at Star Wars fans all day as well. Sure. Although, not that I was ever in that. I was never like massively into Star Wars groups and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's just it's just nice to meet nice people. And a lot of thing about the horror fans is I. Well, this might sound like I'm generalizing, but it is true. A lot of horror fans look like the unapproachable people. <laughs> um, yeah. No, because a lot of my friends do look like that. And it's like, you don't you don't realize that they're the nicest, sweetest people that you'd ever meet who will hug you any day when you're feeling down, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's just a beautiful thing to be part of. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you felt important. We talked. To, I talk a lot about safe spaces on this show because I think it's really important to find a fandom safe space. Um, you said that you curate the. Um, for context, I'm sure people who listen to the show already know, but uh, we are part of the Podmates group. Um, mm-hmm. we, that's how we met, which is uh, a a group that spun off of the Great Mates group, which is the Weekly Planet uh, <laughs> Facebook group. Um, and there's many, many other spaces that have sprung up from that. Like I'm in Made mm-hmm. It So, which is the um, Star Trek one. And right. was, it, was it important for you to kind of be like, I want to give people a safe space to talk about horror. Uh, so is that why you approach that kind of Facebook group idea? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I, I can't go back on what I said because most horror groups are fine, but... 
um, I wanted to give the people who, um, yeah, a part of that, part of that, um, I guess it's another, it's another fandom really, the Weekly Planet, but yeah. to give, to give them a place to come where they can spout off their, you know, the horror th- th- things and, but also reference the, the, that, the podcast stuff and, no, it just feels like a, a place where they can do all the things that that relate to both things. Like I, I often put in, not probably every couple of months, I put in what you're horroring, what you're gonna horror. You know, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just I think nice for people to have things that mix together as well. So you talked about uh, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, uh, at being like kind of a toxic wrestling fan, um, but I, I do, I'm more interested, not necessarily in that, but kind of what, what drew you to wrestling? Well, again, I watched wrestling in the eighties and for me, you either, you either had to get sky television, which we didn't have, or you could get them, get the VHS tapes. And often the VHS tapes were six months behind what was actually happening with wrestling. So, but back then storylines and things didn't mean as much. You know, yeah. you were just you were just watching it because Hulk Hogan was cool, or the Ultimate Warrior, you know, all those things. And um, I, I sort of I just enjoyed it. I sort of dropped out of it, I think, and then um, probably in my twenties I came back in, which was a sort of maybe attitude era. Um, and I'd watched it ever since, up until very, very recently. I used to enjoy watching wrestling um, because I guess it's just it's just a nice escape for me. As a wrestling fan, the one thing I hate anybody saying to me is, you know, it's not real. It mm-hmm. really winds me. It's, it's the most annoying thing that anyone can say because it's like, and my, 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 most wrestling fans um, retort to that is, well, it's like, well, you watch films and TV sure. shows, don't you? You know, the you know, Game of Thrones is not real, but you like it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of, I, I've, I wonder if the interest in wrestling is a lot of the same interest that Dungeons and Dragons gets. That kind of communal storytelling of like, well, you know that these people aren't actually fighting dragons, but it's interesting to hear them and watch them do it. Um, whereas wrestling. Sure. I mean, like you just said, movies and television shows are not real, but we like to watch them. Um, We we watch them for their personalities because, and maybe sometimes the storylines are engaging, things like that. Yeah. And it's, you know, I appreciate that it might not be an actual sport, but that doesn't mean it's not like an athletic thing. It's, you can't, you and I couldn't get in a ring tomorrow and put on an entertaining wrestling match because it would be awful, you know. There are only a certain amount of people out there who can um, do those do those things, you know. But also the the sort of charisma of it, like the rocker is the rocker is height could could make a whole crowd of people, you know, stand up just by raising his eyebrow. You know, mm-hmm. that was the and that was the sort of you know they used to say the most electrifying man in sports entertainment but it was genuinely when he came on screen electrifying it was so entertaining to watch him you know things like you know stone cold's music would hit out of nowhere and you just jump out of your seat you know even at home i'd be jumping out of my seat you know 
I remember watching WrestleMania 20, which I won't talk too much about because it's a bit controversial now, but um, the winner of the last match, I remember I was screaming in the house for the 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 champion who it was at the time to tap out. Mm. And, and, and like, this is how invested I am in this. Yes, I know it's not real, but to me it was like, you know, a big thing. But yeah, like, it's, but it is a sport, isn't it? Like that's that's no different than a football than a football fan, like uh, American football fan. Um, I should reiterate. Well, uh, yeah, no, here there, there's a sporting element to it, but I think ultimately, you know, it is predetermined. So, mm. you know, the, the the sporting element is not it, it is not there because it's predetermined. But the fact of the matter is, it's like athleticism. It's like watching. A gymnast. Okay, so I guess it is a sort of sport, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like sports anyway. So to me, it's really no different. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used yeah. to be a horribly toxic wrestling fan. Uh, well, no, I, I wasn't horribly toxic. Um, but to me, if I there was a long time where unless you watched something that wasn't WWE, you weren't a wrestling fan to me. And mm-hmm. so if I met people and they'd say, oh, uh, oh yeah, I like wrestling. And I go, oh, yeah, do you watch? Well, TNA was the other thing at the time. Oh, do you watch TNA? And then, oh, what's that? And go, oh, you're not a real wrestling fan. Oh, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's but like, I- a, it's, a, it's, it's gatekeeping. You know, I think uh, at some point in our lives, we've all, we've all gatekeep, gatekeep something that we're a fan of. Yeah, yeah. But I met, I met another, I met another lad named uh, Steve. It, I can't remember what year that would have been, but I remember posing the same question to him. And uh, I said, oh, do you watch TNA? And he, he, his thing was back to me was, oh, I quite like Ring of Honor. And Ring of, I knew Ring of Honor was even outside of my, th- my, like my knowledge. And I was like, oh, this guy knows even more than I do. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't, uh, he wasn't doing that. He, you know, he's like, oh, he come to my house and we should watch him Ring of Honor. And, and I think, you know, that started my sort of evolution into going, oh, I, I need to be less toxic and more, you know, listen to other people's opinions and open minded. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't understood a lot of things that aren't fandom related. I don't know whether I should do you edit this or not? I I, I do some edits. All right, okay. I will cut out anything you want me to. I'll just put it that way. No, no, because <laughs> I was going to say I'm I'm an older guy, and so I don't understand some of the newer, you know, gender things and stuff like that. But sure. I've had it. I've tried to get people to explain it to me because, and I I think now I do understand it more. So you know, I think that is important in life is to move with the times and and understand how one thing affects another person. Um, yeah, I think I think that's really important. You know, I don't I don't expect my 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 eighty nine year old father to understand the 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 specifics of what what's going on in, in gender these days. But the but if he it closes his mind to it, I think that's the problem. I think willing I think the willingness to to be like I want to understand, I want to get why this is so important, I want to be an yeah. ally. It is more is really important and almost as important as understanding it. Um, yeah, like there, yeah. there is an understanding issue that comes from age. Uh, there, after a while, I will not know how to handle the next iPhone. Like 
there will be an iPhone in my future that I just will not be able to work because I will get so, yeah. so old. And it's kind of the same thing of like, well, I'm willing, I'm, I have kept my heart open to understand this and I want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, you're totally right. You're totally right. And it's, it, it's, it, it's sort of to me, it all leaks into each other, you know, like yeah. fandoms and the way that you think, the way that you think about things, you've just got to evolve over time and uh either realize something's not for you or you know you've got to try and understand it you know i've sort of had to give up on star wars really you know yeah. i don't i don't understand why people like the mandalorian it's not for me and so i don't watch any of that disney star wars stuff um mm-hmm. even though a friend of mine said that he would buy me a drink if i didn't like obi-wan but I just don't, I don't have time for that. Well, it's, I say I don't have time for it. I watch 55 films in January, so. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I may, I would, I would, I would uh, recommend giving Andor a shot. It's, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. I just, I, I just don't think that I will because I haven't watched any of the Marvel stuff either because, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to be a m- massive comic book fan. Um the problem with comics, and uh, you've, as a couple of people have said this to you on here, is it's so expensive. To it's get an involved. expensive hobby. It's an expensive hobby to get involved in. And I tell you what, they soon rack up as well, you know, like the amount that you've got in your house. It's soon, you know, even after a couple of months, you go, why have I got so many comic books? You know, and I, I, I love reading comics. I really do. It's been a while since I've read anything. From from time to time, I will now pick up a graphic novel if there's a story that I feel like reading. Yeah. Um, although I think the last thing I got was Power Rangers versus Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, I want to read that. Yeah, it's all right. It was it was all right. And I think there's a Power Rangers Godzilla thing. But Godzilla is my... Um, I, I love Godzilla. I'm uh, a huge Godzilla fan, though. Like, I, I Godzilla is one of my, my my primary fandoms. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I wouldn't say that I know loads about Godzilla. That's that's fair. But my dad, um, my dad used to love uh, the the giant monsters. Yeah, King Kong, Godzilla, all that stuff. That was the thing that we always made sure that. Um, sorry, he passed away recently. So. Um, <laughs> I my dad passed away in October and in, in September. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know that because I I remember talking. Well, commenting when you put something else in where. Oh, I did post something about it on our on our on our on our Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I yeah, man. It's it's not it's not easy. No, I only I only have. He was my cinema buddy. Yeah. He was the person I went to the cinema with and I've only just I only just went back yesterday. Um well for knock at the cabin, believe it or not. Oh really? Um yeah. Um but yeah, he he loved giant monsters. Um the people he could do without. You know. <laughs> yeah. But I used to, I, I I sort of almost um watched vicariously giant monsters through my dad because he would just enjoy seeing them on screen so much. Like there was never a Jurassic Park film that we didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, even the last one was it Dominion or something like that? Because I knew that um, he was loving it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it had all these giant dinosaurs and monsters, and they were fighting each other. And you know, we both loved King of the Monsters, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It was, yeah. you know. 
But I love that anyway because I love that old school Godzilla music mm-hmm. and that the charge up of the of the radiation breath really um it really it does something to me. Yeah, the, the music and <laughs> the music and King of the Monsters is spectacular. Yeah, yeah, I really love that. I really love that movie. It turns out that I quite like that director apparently because I didn't realize he was the same person who did um, Krampus, Tri- Trick or Treat as well. And, and, Kramp- and Krampus, which we covered, we both covered, no, we didn't cover Trick or Treat in the podcast, sorry, I don't, I don't know why I thought I did, but we did Krampus recently for around Christmas time, and I was like, oh, I really like Krampus, and it was like, oh, hang on, maybe I really like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've talked a little bit about, um, you've talked a little bit about uh, how much you know about your certain fandoms. Do you think it's important in, fandoms, in your fandom to, like, be really knowledgeable to, like, you're constantly trying to learn more because I, I I posit that knowledge doesn't necessarily equate to being a fan of something. Um, hmm. But do you think that's important? Um, no, not necessarily. It was more important for me for the podcast because sure. I was interviewing people about their history of horror in horror movies. Yeah. I always thought on the podcast, it was important because I was like interviewing people about their horror history. Yeah. I thought it was important in the conversation to be able to have frame of reference for what they were talking about. Um, Cause it's great to have these conversations, but when someone says something, I think about a film that you've never seen, it becomes a, a suddenly sort of stilted thing where you just have to go, Oh, I haven't seen that. And I found myself lying yeah. at first and saying I had seen things and vaguely, you know, saying what I sort of knew about it, but I don't feel like that broadens the conversation at all so uh i think just for me the the having the knowledge is just being able to have the conversation with people i love to talk to people about these things so the more i know the the more it makes me feel but the one thing we always say to everybody on the podcast is just say what you want whatever your opinion is it's your opinion you know whether we agree with you or not don't worry about it you know like if this is your favorite film good enjoy it that that and that's that that's the one thing i should um you know i would say to anybody whatever it is just enjoy it you know there's no such thing as guilty pleasures just enjoy i say the same thing do you yeah i don't believe in guilty pleasures you either like the thing or you don't yeah i agree i agree if you like roadhouse enjoy it it's not a bad film actually (laughs) take Take joy in the things you enjoy and do not feel guilty about it. Exactly. I think so that's no, important. We never, you know, uh, we we never say anything, you know, because I always ask people what their worst movie is, and some people might say something that's an absolute classic, but like, if you don't get anything out of it, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, sure, uh, that makes sense. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you an opinion. Well. I suppose I'm, I might if I get really annoyed about it. If someone says something bad about Jaws, then, you know, we might be having a, a different conversation. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, we'll have, no, we'll have no negative Jaws chat. Thank you. Uh, I think that's a really important way to look at, the, to look at this and a really uh, healthy way to look at your fandom. Um, you talked a little bit about uh, your struggle with your, your mental health a bit. I do, too. And I was curious how that relates to... Uh, interacting with your fandoms and with your podcast and with people who come on and things like that. Yeah. Um, well, so I have sort of like, I suffer with 
depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but also, to a degree, I have a sort of social, um, yeah, social anxiety. Oh, sure, yeah. Very, much, very similar to, I, I deal with much of the same stuff. So the podcast, to me, is amazing because I know where the conversation's going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I can come on and I like to talk to people, but I don't always know what to say. So for me, it gives me a couple of hours in the week where I can sit down and I know I'm going to be chatting to someone about something that I enjoy um, and that they enjoy and we can have a nice conversation and it makes me feel like a regular person um, and not like I'm putting on some mask of being all right that day because so that for me, it's important for my mental health. Mm -hmm. The only thing, the only thing about this particular thing is that sometimes horror movies are affecting Mm -hmm. and um, they do leave you a bit. And don't think jaded's the word, but some of them can leave you feeling really, um, yeah, just like uh, yeah, emotional. um, I I think affected was really probably the right word. You know, there's there was a movie last year I think called Speak No Evil. Um, and it's sort of tense, but the ending was so downbeat. I was like, oh, you know, it made, it just made me feel crap all day. Yeah. Um, made me feel yeah, not so not good all day. So that's the only downside with some horror films. And most of them are fun. You mm-hmm. know, stuff from the eighties is brilliant. It's just fun stuff. Um, but there are some movies that are. You know, at, at the moment we're doing effed up February, so some of the movies we're watching are not fun. Oh, sure, um, yeah, that could be rough. Although, in fairness, we watched Tusk and that was good fun. Um, well, I haven't seen Tusk yet. Yeah, Tusk is fine. Um, the problem with Tusk is it's got a B plot and it, it's a bit that's a it takes so much away from the A plot that you end up going. <laughs> I kind of feel like you know Kevin Smith. I really love that he's doing what he wants to do. Um, he's very much a free director, um, but a lot of his output recently has just not quite been for me. No, no. I quite enjoyed Clerks 3. Yeah. Uh, well, I enjoyed, I think, the sort of maybe back back half of Clerks 3. Or, you know, Have you seen that one? No, I actually haven't seen any of the Clerks films. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, I was part of that, you know, big Kevin Smith thing when he when he first came out in the, oh, sort yeah. of na- in the 90s and, you know, there was a huge group of people who were going, Kevin Smith is our God. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> we he, still, we still do oftentimes. It, I think it's less likely less now. I think people are less and less, you know, inclined to do that. And some of his movies haven't aged particularly well. Sure. Did um, you see his He-Man show? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Was I, it quite good? Enjoy, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I I've been meaning it. to watch it. Yeah. I think I enjoyed the first half more than the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Kevin Smith plus TV show from my childhood, it's not, it's a no-brainer, really. Sure, absolutely. Um, just like my, I, I'm obsessed with Cobra Kai, I think, for the same reason. I have really grown to like Cobra Kai. I didn't like the first couple of seasons, but the uh, the last three seasons, I think, have been really solid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was a big Karate Kid fan, you know, I guess back in the day. By the way, uh, maybe a controversial opinion. I think the remake of that show, of that movie is really good. Uh, the one with Jaden Smith. Yeah, yeah. It it 
it's actually not bad, but he's not doing karate in it. So no, he's doing kung fu. It's it, it, it's a different <laughs> style. I mean, they they couldn't call it the kung fu kid because that sounds like a old Chuck Norris movie. Yeah, it's the victim of. Um, this happens quite a lot, I think. It's a victim of a film being tagged with a name that that it didn't deserve just because it was something similar. Like, um, you might hate me for this, but I think the Matthew Broderick Godzilla is not a bad monster movie. I don't it's, think so either. It's a, it's a terrible Godzilla movie. Yeah. But as mo- as monster movies goes, if they just made a giant monster movie, would it, people would have gone, oh, yeah, that was pretty good effects and that. But because it had that Godzilla tag on it, people went, no, it's rubbish. Um, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really decent monster movie and a pretty decent disaster film also because it, it it's structured yeah. like a disaster film more than a monster movie, um, which makes sense because that's the director's uh, specialty. Um, and as a Godzilla fan, uh, as a Godzilla fan, like it was my entry point to Godzilla, so I've got a lot of nostalgia right, for that okay. movie. Okay, okay, yeah, and I mean for for me, like I say, it's it's not it, it's not really a Godzilla film, it, but. There's been a few films I think have been the victim of that. Like there was a Child's Play remake recently. I liked um, that movie. Yes, but it was good, but it didn't need to be a Child's Play movie. It yeah. got to me. It lost a lot of the people, the horror fans, because they went, "Well, that's not my Chucky," and it wasn't Chucky. It was nowhere near anything like Chucky. That it that was a weird one because if they just made a killer doll movie, it would have been compared to Chucky anyway. So that would have been tricky but it was a decent film it was a decent film and mark hamill did a really great job but it wasn't child's play yeah i can understand that we reviewed that movie also and i i um i i throw that kind of in the in the the karate kid camp i think it's actually a pretty good remake but probably not probably shouldn't have been a remake yeah it would have been a good good film regardless but it was just like anything like that that's got a comparable plot to something else is going to get compared to it but i don't you know i think a lot of films get made as something when they should have i think they had a script for it that wasn't necessarily that thing and they just give it that tag but that said i do prefer remakes to do something different because if i'm just going to watch the same movie i'll just watch the original movie watch the original movie yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate remakes personally. There's a lot of bad, bad horror movie remakes, um, unfortunately. But you know, keep trying, yeah, keep going. Um, okay, well, we're a little bit longer than I than I than I gave you. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I you know what? Um, I always give people 45 minutes, but most of the time these things are an hour long. Um, so I don't, I always say 45 minutes in case someone has like a, like, Oh, I don't, I don't really want to do an hour long. I'm like, actually it'll be 45 minutes. And if I can get you for longer, it's perfect. <laughs> and um, I can talk forever. So, uh, but I, I've expended all my questions, all my notes. Um, I think I got a lot of good stuff from you. I really appreciate you coming on. This was a yeah, lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I really enjoyed it. Um, plug your stuff. Plug my stuff. Right. Create creative psychopaths. Anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, search creative psychopaths and uh, you'll find us there. Uh, we've got an Instagram that I post stuff on. Most importantly, though, the Facebook group. We're trying to make the Facebook group for creative psychopaths a bit more of a horror place and not just a podcast place. Okay. Um, oh, you could follow me on Letterboxd. That's a good thing. CP 
podcast. CP underscore podcast. Yes. Uh, that would be lovely. Follow me on Letterboxd because um, I'm churning out the movies at the moment. You can see what I'm what I'm enjoying. Um, that's it, really. Oh, um, no, I tell a lie. My co-host Letterboxd at Matthew Thornley. Um, but you should get him on here one day, too. <laughs> That's that's actually really excellent that you brought up Letterbox. I've been I I I, I need more people to follow on Letterbox. So I will one hundred percent give you a follow. I will. I'll follow you back. Um, but yes, uh, thank you so much. Definitely give this gentleman a follow uh, for people who are listening to this. Um, uh, to follow his his Letterbox. I, I that that again. That's really cool. I think people. I, I keep forgetting to plug my own Letterbox on my on my own social medias, but I use it. I use it almost religiously, and I, I wish more people would follow me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so thank you once again for being on. I really appreciate it, sir. This was a great time. Thank you. And I'll I'll let my future self play us out. Well, thank you as always, past me, uh, for passing that baton, letting me play you out as I planned this six months ago, maybe. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed doing it. Of course, you can check out all of Mark's socials and his show, Creative Psychopaths in the description below uh, but let me just say again thank you mark i was happy to have you on and i i hope we can get together to collab soon i i have been i will tell the audience here i have been invited onto his show but i just haven't had the time uh to 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 coordinate that to figure it out again things i just got a new job it's very difficult to coordinate all that although i am i am upset i missed the cloverfield episode i've got a lot of thoughts on that on that movie um, so that one would have been fun, but I hope to make some time uh, for you, Mark, in the near future. So stay tuned. For, look out for my text. But we have come to the part of the show where it is my turn to wax poetic about all the things going on at the Fake Nerd Podcast family of podcasts, which Conversation is a part of. Um, the Fake Nerd Podcast family of podcasts hosts a ton of shows, some of which are still impacted due to the ongoing strikes with the SAG, due to the ongoing SAG-AFTRA and WGA uh, strikes. So um, make sure you, if you're interested to check out our website at FakeNerdPodcast.com to see which shows that is and where you can find the shows that aren't. Um, I've made it easy for everyone. There are a few shows in the pipeline that you can keep track of. Uh, through our website, of course, and YouTube page, or if you subscribe to our various audio feeds, there are a few audio feeds floating around for this, uh, for the the network. But of course, you can check out Fakner Podcast, which is a general pop culture show, mostly news show nowadays, uh, where you can join us live every other Sunday, because again, the strikes, or you can listen uh, and watch it afterwards on YouTube. I'm not going to bombard you with all of the other shows right now, uh, but there are still exciting things to look forward to, like our Basement Arcade series on Mortal Kombat 11, which just started, and our Animation Station series on the Digimon Adventure Try movies, which just started. And there's plenty of stuff, guys, that you can check out. The Book Club's back. I'm excited about that. There's tons of stuff you can check out. We are in full support of the Striking Unions. All the shows that we do are strike-approved, I will say. you know, the, None of them are promoting struck work, struck content. Uh, we hope that you guys are also in support of these strikes. And links to everything can be found on our social medias, of course, and our website, which I've already mentioned. Uh, we also have a Patreon and a Public store. If you'd like to support us financially in that way, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can get a new Conversation logo shirt. I still need to buy that. Uh, so there's merch that you can check out. It's linked below. 
Of course, on the website. Everything's on the website. If you just go to fakenerpodcast.com, it's really easy to look through. Everything's there. But lastly, give please give this show, Conversation, some love on social media at Conver underscore station. I, look, I really love putting the show together, and I'm grateful so many people have reached out to me to tell me they like it. Uh, but please leave a five-star review if you can on your podcatcher of choice. Um, also, if you'd like to be on the show or send me questions or letters or things, of course, the email, which I mentioned up top, is conversationpod at gmail.com. All right. Well, as always, I'll call it there. Uh, thank you for the support, as always. Guys, we're coming up to the end of the episode, the final three episodes yeah i guess so well it's four four because next week will be no, the next episode will be episode 10 and i'm kind of glad we're coming up to the end of it i've still got four great interviews for you guys to listen to but the show has taken a lot out of me this year uh sparks who is our primary editor for everything that we do except for this show and Fictor podcast um i have no idea how he does this weekly daily almost i've been putting this show together for less than six months probably and it's it's taxing you guys i'm ready to take a a good long break until season three so don't expect season three until next year it will come because i enjoy doing the interviews the editing part is really taxing but I'm, i'm glad you guys are enjoying it so much but that said as i said episode 10 will be in two weeks time and that will be with uh al larson from the movies that made us no sorry the movies that move us podcast that was a 40 inch slip yeah the movies that move us podcast and uh i'll play you a clip real quickly before we get out of here i've watched just about every alien movie i have watched every terminator movie i think that those are are a lot of fun even though there's only two good ones um but i i still love terminator i think that it's like such a a fun kind of character i think Mm -hmm. that a lot of movies nowadays are just kind of ruined by like the internet being a thing and it's just like Mm -hmm. oh well once you have internet and gps it's just like they can always track you and so it it kind of takes some of the sting out of like the enemies like you have terminator one and terminator one is like so kind of cool because the Terminator doesn't know like which Sarah Connor he's actually going after. He just knows mm. I'm going after Sarah Connor. So he goes to this town and he's just like rips out from the phone book, all the different like Sarah Connor addresses and he's hunting them down systematically. And so like, he never knows if he's going to catch up to Sarah and she doesn't ever know that like he does or doesn't know her, her location. And so mm-hmm. there are, there's like moments where she can kind of feel like, a little bit more at peace and where she's like oh we're hidden right now we've been hidden for a little bit we're gonna go do this other thing and i i feel like that has like a better rhythm to it than like the latest what was that black dark 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 fate all right guys until next time stay true to the fan in you